0: Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast.
1: Happy New Year, Arenos. and welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast, the start of almost year number three, I believe. Mike, is that right? Three.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's 2018, correct,
1: 2018, 2021, yeah. Yeah, our three-year anniversary is coming up next month.
2: It's crazy to think about. Crazy, super crazy man. Valentine's Day,
1: yeah, Woo! February 14th. It's official. Go take a look on our uh Podbean or uh iTunes or whatever. You can see our very first published episode. It's still up there. I make it everybody make it available for everybody at all times. So, anyways, welcome back to 2021. 20, well, not back to 21. Welcome to 21. And uh, welcome back to the real film nerds podcast we took last week off because mike is on vacation number three so for those of you keeping track uh it resets so we'll see how many mike gets in this year my guess is seven
2: (laughs) I, i don't think i'll be able to get seven man did you look outside there's still a pandemic uh
1: no i don't look outside i don't go outside i am trying to become translucent so i stay in my house 24 7
2: oh okay how's it going for you
1: oh well well i like it it's uh the bills are higher that's for sure especially the internet bill you know uh, i hate data caps uh gas and electric bills a little higher because it's cold you know that that thing cold snow yeah
2: well at least you don't have tan lines right that's true that's true
1: so all right mike Uh, I guess we'll get on topic. Today, we're talking about a movie that everyone has already watched by now because it came out Christmas Day, but we're going to talk about it and review it anyways. So, Mike, for Real Film Nerds, episode number 202. Jeez, that's a lot of pods. We're talking about Wonder Woman 1984, the follow-up to the breakout smash hit starring Gal Gadot.
2: All right, yeah. Yep, we're talking about Wonder Woman. And like Matt said, uh, this is starring Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, Pedro Pascal, Robin Wright. And it is directed by Patty Jenkins and written by Patty Jenkins and Geoff Johns. Um, and this, this uh, has Wonder Woman uh, rewind to 1980s as the next big screen adventure finds her facing two new foes max lord and the cheetah
1: now mike did you say geoff jones because it was funny or just because <laughs> you read it wrong
2: <laughs> i think i read it wrong man.
1: <laughs> uh, i don't know if you remember back in the day when we were in boy scouts i know you weren't in it very long but there was um <laughs> that one kif- kid um his name was jeff and he spelled it G-off, but everybody called him G-off, and he always got so angry, especially his dad. His dad was one of the Scoutmasters, too.
2: Oh, uh, I don't think I remember that part, but uh, that's, that's uh, yeah. So, Matt, so I said it wrong? How do, how do you it's say Jeff. it? It's Jeff. Oh, man, I wouldn't have said that. Okay, yeah, it's Jeff.
1: G-E-O-F-F. <laughs> it's
2: Jeff, not g <laughs> Oh, Mike. Oh my! Oh man! I I knew uh, I thought I should ask about that one, man, before we did it. But oh well. Anyway, Matt. Um, so let's talk about Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four.
1: Do we have to? Like, I was really disappointed in this movie. Like, very, very, very disappointed in this movie. Well, that makes
2: two of us, Matt. It was quite a bit of a letdown. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more, Matt, but. Um, That whole story thing was really not good on this one. It was just odd. Right. The the cast did fine.
1: The action sequences are a shining moment. I thought the action sequence, yes, they're very fantastical, but I really liked them. I thought they were really, really good. But the story and the plot, atrocious as being nice.
2: Yeah. I mean... it's so weird to see some, I mean, maybe it's not weird, you know, we've grown up watching, you know, sequels and stuff, and this seems like it just got caught by a rush job, maybe to make a sequel. I don't know, man, because it's like everybody who's involved in the first one is in this one, and it's so not good. The first one was like, had a good flow to it. it was funny. This one's just odd. Like, funny parts were in the trailers. It just wasn't... I don't know. Well, and the storyline in the first one was quite good.
1: It wasn't incredible. I really was not a fan of how the original ended. But I would say 90% of the original Wonder Woman, I really thoroughly enjoyed. It, and I thought it was a wonderful sign of things to come for dc and then they put this out and this is just it's bad you know i want to say trash but it's not quite at the level of trash there's some redeeming points but it was very bad it was not a good movie
2: yeah it wasn't good and you know matt i think you stream this over hbo max uh, which we'll get into here in a few minutes, but we're going to save that, man. Uh, I watched this in the theater, and I was like, afterwards, it's a two-and-a-half-hour movie. There was quite a few trailers like for movies that it's like they don't even tell you when they're coming out anymore because they don't know. Uh, and I was like, dang, that was not good. Like I, I, I really wanted to watch an awesome movie you know, like a new b- action movie, and it was just not not good.
1: Yeah, you wanted to celebrate a little bit, getting back to the theater, and I mean, we're spoiled with all the streaming stuff now. Everybody knows that, but you spent a good, solid, probably three hours, three and a half hours of your day just to see this one movie, and it was really bad. Whereas on HBO Max, you just hit pause and walk away,
2: make something to eat. That's true, Matt. Uh, I mean, w- we had a babysitter. I mean, it's not easy for Mags and I to go watch a movie. And, I mean, there's also the pandemic and all that stuff. But we go through all the rigor more, get there. You know, I was able to use the the soda machine. They had those Coke freestyle machines, Matt, you know? Oh, yeah. Those ones with all the. Okay. So I know they them had that. Well. And it's, I love those things. It's touchless now. You can do like a URL and you can. You can do the syrup with your phone.
1: Oh, I haven't seen that. Interesting.
2: Yeah, like they have a little QR code, and that gives you access to that machine, but only gives you access to that machine for like a few, like 30 seconds, and then it cuts off, and then you have to like reconnect, because you know, I don't think they want you to be able to control the machine forever. Well,
1: yeah, they don't want you making someone else's drink and screwing it up.
2: Yeah, but uh, so you can hit the syrups and different things, so it's touchless. So that's how they did it. I thought that was kind of cool. So that's a cool use of technology. Plus, uh, with your phone, the little sensor works better, you know, like for turning off the button because it doesn't work very well on the real machine.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 Well, okay, Mike. So here's the question. After your bad experience watching this film, are you going to change the way you watch movies in the theater now? Are you going to wait unless it's our podcast movie, you know, of the week kind of thing? Are you going to wait and find out how it is based on reviews if you're going to go waste money and time watching the movie
2: with Megs? Uh no, I don't I don't think I would wait. I I still want to see the movies. Um this one is a huge letdown, but uh, I'm still looking forward to seeing a couple couple movies in the theater. I mean, I man, I'd love. I mean, who knows what it's going to be like, but I'd love to see a, um the new Top Gun. I, I just want to see it for the flying stuff because they actually got to use the real planes like that's so cool
1: i am only going to go and watch that in the theater yeah if they even give you a streaming option on that i don't care i'm going to the theater because that i want to. i mean that's an experience that's an experience film and i really am looking
2: forward to that the new um uh dune movie the dennis uh, villanova or whatever uh movie he is such a cinematic I I don't think you should see it at home. I think you need to see it in the theater. like It's meant to be experienced.
1: Okay, well, what if it's another something like this where it's Wonder Woman 1984?
2: At least it'll look pretty. Okay. All
1: right. All right. Because, yeah, I, I won't lie, dude. I didn't go to the theater to watch this. I watched it on HBO Max, and I wanted to go see it in the theater, but I decided against it because... Our numbers, not to go all COVIDy, but our numbers here in Arizona, specifically Prescott, Phoenix, are out of control. I mean, they're really, really out of control. Um, we've had, uh, I think, three or four prominent Prescottonians that I know personally. One of them was fairly young in his 40s. Die of it this week. And uh, I don't want to be a scaredy cat and all that shit, even though everybody at work calls me that and everybody calls me out on it, but... If I get it, I don't know if I'm going to do well because of all my shit. So I'm just kind of being cautious. I'm not being super cautious, but I'm being cautious. And so I opted to watch it at home. And if it was good, I might have gone to the theaters, but I'm glad I didn't because it was, I made the choice, the right choice. It was not worth going and paying money to see this in the theater.
2: Now, Matt, I'm going to ask you a question. Because you streamed it at home, did you pause it?
1: Uh, I think once or twice to answer the phone because of work.
2: All right. That's a valid, valid excuse.
1: Yeah. Well, even I, and this was one thing that sucks because of my new chosen career. If I get a phone call in a movie, I need to get up and walk out.
2: Ah, uh, I, I got you. It's, it's important when you get the callbacks. I got it. Yep.
1: Uh, yeah. I, I don't want to brag or boast or anything and I don't want to jinx it either, but I have, um... I've only been doing this for a few months now and I already have a million dollar buyer and I wrote a contract for a million dollar house. So that's pretty impressive. And he was a phone call. Luckily, it's someone I actually do know, like somewhat personally, but uh, it still was a phone call that came in out of nowhere.
2: Well, Matt, that is very exciting. Um, That's that's great. That's great. Good news, man. That's good.
1: Yeah, so anyways, I don't want to talk too much about work, but I'm just saying that's kind of the world I'm in now. So if I get a phone call, I have to take it, which sucks when it comes to movies or dinners or dates or anything like that. Um, I try to put limits, but it is nature of the beast. So, all right, Mike. Well, I think we've done quite a bit, without spoiling it, um, the acting... We can just recap real quick. The acting was fine. Uh, I think everyone did well. Kristen Wiig, Chris Pine, Gal Gadot, Pedro Pascal. You know, I think they did fine. I I wasn't super huge of Pedro Pascal's character. I I don't know if I really liked him, but what Pedro did with him was fine. I thought he did okay. The scenes and the sets look great. The CGI, for the most part, was very good, except for the end. And we can discuss that in spoilers. The thing that kills this movie, which is the most important thing, is the story and the plot.
2: Oh, oh yeah, man, the story. Ooh. Yeah, I agree with you, man. The, this, uh, you know, I wanted it to be really great, and I was, you know, this did reenergize the DC uh, universe. I thought, and and point put it in a good direction. It seemed like they'd righted the ship, and. Then they release this. Ah.
1: It's kind of like Batman versus Superman kind of thing. You know, Wonder Woman came out and kind of revitalized the whole thing. And Batman versus Superman was just so bad. I don't know. DC's it, It doesn't seem like DC makes a mediocre movie. They make a pretty good movie or they make a really bad one. It's not really in the middle.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure... I don't know. It's it's so different when you look at the DC cinematic universe compared to the Marvel cinematic universe. And I guess it's maybe cuz they don't have a Kevin Feige or whatever. It's possible. Who, they don't have an overseer, who, right. Like who's just completely making sure that all the stories and everything makes sense and there's just there's not some cohesive like overarching puppet master, I guess, to
1: Mike, not to keep comparing it to our namesake of MCU, but even a bad Marvel Cinematic Universe movie is still a pretty decent movie that's coherent and makes sense. The first one that comes to mind for me as probably the worst Marvel Cinematic movie. I think we've talked about it before, but is a uh, uh, Thor: Dark World. I thought that movie was just not good at all. But I would not. I would say it's better than Wonder Woman 1984.
2: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I, I think Thor would be on my top list of w- some of the worst. But, like, you're right. The the MCU movies really haven't been. They're very consistent and, for the most part, really good. There's a, there's a couple that have maybe not so great, but, man, standing on their own, like, they're just all really good movies. I mean, it's kind of amazing. It's an amazing testament to... All the people that have been involved and all those different uh, directors and actors. I mean, it's amazing.
1: I 100% agree. I mean, they just—they have movies that the worst, again, I'm thinking is probably Thor Dark World. And that's not... I mean, I would give it a low score, but it's not awful. It's not horrible. Batman vs. Superman was god-awful. I mean, it was really bad, but... Even a bad MCU movie, I would still put at the level of average. You know, like like Ant-Man, I liked Ant-Man a lot, both of them. I thought they were pretty good, but I wouldn't say they're the MCU's best movies. But I enjoyed them. I can say without a doubt, there are DC movies I do not enjoy.
2: Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, um, I, I, I liked Ant-Man because it was a little bit lighter. Like, the, you know, the first one is just a lot like... The mood was just lighter, and like some of the comedy, and that was a little bit different. Like I really like Michael Pena's character, who's like re- reciting the story. I thought that stuff was hilarious. But um, I guess back to this movie. Yeah, y- y- you're right, Matt. Like I I liked Aquaman a lot. Uh, that was fun. It was didn't take itself seriously at all, but it was fun. Right,
1: and that's why it was successful. You had wonder Woman and aquaman like back to back and it was like oh man dc is turning this shit around this is going to be a contender and then this comes out oh dude yeah anyways we need to get to our spoilers mike we need to because i'm all having right. a hard time oh, not okay. spoiling it so you need all to right, do your job right, we do do you remember your oh, job yes i know it's been like two weeks but do you remember your job
2: oh yeah uh you know this new year i just completely brain gone anyway matt I need to ask you, what are you drinking?
1: <sighs> well, Mike, gracias. I am drinking another unique-ish Four Peaks Brewing Company beer called Red Bird Lager. This is the beer that they were going to sell in the stadium for the Arizona Cardinals games. Surprisingly or not surprisingly it tastes a whole lot like the diamondbacks beer. So it is also a red. So I think it I don't think they're quite the same. This one does taste a little bit different, but uh yeah. It's okay. It's not bad. I like my reds. So, okay Mike, is it a stout today?
2: No, Matt. I'm I'm back to IPA. Um so this time around I'm drinking a Stone delicious IPA it's their gluten reduced beer.
1: Wow. So okay. I'm not sure where to go with that.
2: I don't know. So you don't have to go anywhere. Okay,
1: good. I will just roll right into the MCU which is full of gluten. <laughs> no, <I don't> know. <laughs> uh
2: yeah, yeah, for sure. Full of gluten.
1: Well, they did get falafels at the end of Avengers, so that's I don't I doubt those were gluten-free. You're right, man. Good, good job. Woo. All right, I made a segue, barely. Okay, Mike, so how does DC's 1984 Wonder Woman or Wonder Woman 1984, Wonder Woman 1984, there we go, relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe?
2: Well, Matt, thank you for asking. Uh, On this one, we have uh, Richard Pearson, who's the editor on Wonder Woman 1984, was also one of the editors for Iron Man number two.
1: Wow. Talk about going backwards.
2: (laughs) Hey, man. Works work, right? That's true. That is very, very, very true.
1: Okay. So for the three of you that are listening to our podcast that have not seen this movie yet, go ahead and turn it off because we're going to spoil the hell out of it because we need to. Mike, uh, I'll give you first crack.
2: All right, Matt. So I admittedly don't know as much about the comic books, uh, the actual comic book itself, but I felt like the transition of um, Kristen Wiig's character from the original kind of... uh, I don't even know what her character... Like, I guess... She was like the nemesis of of uh, Wonder Woman for this movie. I don't know how she transitioned into Cheetah. That seemed very odd.
1: Well, how they explained it in the movie was it was the wish she wished again. Even though I thought she only got one wish, so there was a massive plot hole right there.
2: Oh man. Okay. All right. Speaking of that, Matt, Mike,
1: you can't list all the plot holes because there's so many. We'll be here for three hours.
2: All right. All right. Well, I'm just going to talk about like the, the quick the ones. The big ones? Right. Okay. Yeah. Like how does Wonder Woman fly and her hair is perfect? Uh, how do you fly a jet that is at a museum without putting fuel in it? I'm just, I don't know. These are just the big ones to me. And then when did Wonder Woman learn how to make things invisible?
1: Okay. So you want to get rolling on that. We, I can add some more. Um there's no way in hell any pilot in his right mind, even one from World War I, would fly an airplane through fireworks because if it exploded anywhere near that engine, you're going down.
2: Oh, yeah. No, that that was 100% just a visual thing. Uh, I, I knew that there's no way that anybody would fly into anything that could get into your intakes. Like, it just seems dumb.
1: Yeah. But it was pretty. It was very pretty. And yeah. Yeah.
2: And it, and the movie was originally supposed to come out around July, like uh, like the end of June, I think. Well, one of the many release dates was supposed to be, I think, in the summer. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, because I think they originally started with April, but it doesn't matter. It got pushed back so many freaking times. But yeah, so yeah, I have a lot of issues with the F-111. It's a great airplane. Uh, the Smithsonian does have that runway, and they do have all that, but it is a museum piece, and it would not have been fueled up. So they—that's a big stretch right there. And it's funny how someone from World War One that literally has like a stick and maybe a control rod of some kind to f- run the engine is flying a extremely complicated large bomber aircraft. But I'm suspending disbelief because there's a hell of a lot more problems with this movie.
2: Yeah, Matt, when. When your um, girlfriend gets wished back to life and she possesses some other body, you're totally cool with that?
1: Yeah. Well, it's th- that. So here's a really messed up one. What happened to that dude? Did he have a wife? Did he have kids? Where did his consciousness go? Was his consciousness now in the ground? Was he in World War I? Like, what the hell happened to the dude that it that's just awful, just absolutely awful. It was, I hated how I, they had to figure out a way to bring Chris Pine back, I guess, but I didn't think they needed to, but they did it anyways.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, there's just millions of, of things like that, man. It just, and the, the beginning scene. So the, the, the opening, I, I guess it was cause it was kind of like the first one with the, the Amazon training thing, which was the, the kid. I didn't really get that because i guess it was to it leads back to the very last line in the movie or whatever or just about the last line
1: yeah telling her not to and cheat. i was like
2: well uh it also leads to the the gold suit oh okay yeah, i guess the, the gold suit yeah which meant was built to hold back gods and one little cheetah b- breaks it. it
1: right who the who cheetah has the same powers as the Amazonians. So she would be the same power as wonder woman, but yet she was able to destroy that whole suit. Right. Yeah. It doesn't another huge plot hole, but okay. I'm not a huge DC person. I have very minimal DC books. I read, I'm more of a Marvel person. I do have some, but I do know a little bit about wonder woman. Wonder woman never flew until fairly recently in the comics. Um, I hated that they had her flying in this movie because I thought one of the... Growing up, one of the cool things was that Wonder Woman had a jet. I just thought that was really neat. And an invisible jet. So I was thought it was cool as in the movie. But then when she starts flying, I'm just like... Yeah, I'm not happy about this.
2: Did they just try and squeeze too much in? I think that's kind of what happened. And it just got out of control, maybe? like Like, too many... Cooks in the kitchen, like maybe a whole bunch of people like, Oh, and put this in, and put this in and put this in, and they're like, Yeah. All right, so she's gonna have her jet and it's gonna be invisible and she's gonna fly. Yeah. Yeah, they could have spread it out a little bit between other films,
1: but one that uh I wasn't super huge of that they crammed in that I thought was wasting time was the uh changing of the eighties outfits for Chris Pine. I mean, I know why they did it, because it was fun and it was funny and goofy and all that shit. But it's just like we get it. It's an '80s movie. It started out pretty solid as an '80s movie, and then it just really started fizzling fast and hard.
2: Well, Matt, I guess speaking of the '80s part, and, and you know, i en- I enjoyed the scene for the most part, but it absolutely adds nothing to the movie. The whole um, robbery thing of of the mall, I guess. Besides that, that store that those guys hit had the that piece the the um uh, wishing stone or is that what yeah, it's called yeah whatever it was the hell called? they called it S- yeah S- some some kind of thing like whatever it had the relic i felt that whole scene was not needed really at all like do we need to see wonder woman just doing things like I, I don't know i felt that was a weird one
1: yeah i mean it was cool to watch her kicking some ass and taking names but it didn't add anything to the story other than the fact that here's this store with this jeweler and they have antiquities in the back and one of them was named for what becomes a villain in the film pedro pascal's character and it has his name on it and all that shit but it's just
2: i don't know i mean it was it was a awesomely done 80s mall scene and i guess that's part of what it i feel like that's part of the reason it was in there was to be like Hey, it's the 80s. If you didn't know, we're going to vomit it all over you.
1: Right? Yeah. Well, they do initially. And then after that, it could be any other time. It really doesn't come off as the 80s much after that.
2: Uh, I mean, they were pretty good about. I didn't. I don't think I saw any. The cars were all 80s cars. And that was kind of cool. Yeah, but I there mean, wasn't. There's not a lot of movies that do that. Yeah,
1: there wasn't a whole lot of just like, okay, it's the 80s, you know, where like Stranger Things, you know. That whole yeah, mall scene right. and all that stuff really came off as like Stranger Things. And then not so much anymore. Yeah,
2: and they even have a mall scene in season three. Yeah,
1: they do. Right, exactly. And then not so much anymore as it starts going along. It starts fizzling it, to me. But anyways, it's just, it could have been so much better. And the The instant they said it's a wishing movie and... Then it just, it really just kind of destroys the whole plot because then you know anything and everything can happen.
2: Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I guess it kind of did. Uh, another thing, Matt, uh, I guess speaking about things, what did, um, Pedro, uh, Pascal's or Max Lord's, um, character's son wish for him at first? I thought he wished for him to be good or whatever. And I'm like, how did that. Like how did I don't he get, it like, get worse? For him to be good,
1: I think it was for him to be like famous and powerful or something like that. Because that's what he—that's what Pedro Pascal said to his son, and and he basically just said, "Yeah, Dad, I want that."
2: Yeah, I don't know. I felt like it was weird, man. It, uh, I, I don't know. And then some of the scene, like the. I guess it kind of added to the plot, but I don't think it needed to be there. But, like, some of that stuff where they went over to um, Egypt and were trying to do the deal with the oil guy, I mean, I felt like that was kind of a waste of plot, like, and just energy. I don't think they needed any of that. We got the point, you know, like, if he would have just skipped over to the part where he went to the president it would have been fine you know we would have followed along like there just seemed like there's just kind of a lot of weird disconjointed things going on in this well
1: and then the wall going up around like the territory and all that stuff immediately and everybody's like oh and then it turns into everybody wishes for stuff and then that really really starts falling apart like really bad when they all start doing that like uh here's just one glaring example of several of the side characters or not even side characters, just kind of like background characters. Like the one lady that's like waiting on tables that wishes for the diet guy to die. And he starts having a heart attack, like on the spot. It's just the, the plot holes are just, they get like worse. Like the farther the movie goes along, they get worse. And then like I I said in the, towards the beginning of the pod is, The CGI was great, except for the very last scene, that fight scene between Wonder Woman and Cheetah was the CGI was really bad.
2: It was dude. And it was lame. Like I didn't want to see a CGI fight. Like, I mean, even the one I didn't like, like, I guess if I had to compare it to a recent CGI fight that I saw, it would have been venom, um, MCU movie. And, that wasn't the greatest either but at least it kind of like made sense and like it wasn't so dark and weird like this one i couldn't really it just seemed kind of choppy and seemed to add nothing to the movie absolutely I think nothing. they
1: realized how bad the cgi was and just made it at night gotcha but, uh mike you need to bite your tongue because venom is not an mcu movie
2: oh oh yes my, my bad matt you're right it's not an mcu movie but it is a Marvel thing, yes. but it is not part of the Marvel Cinematic
1: I don't know what they have called it yet, but Sony basically has the rights to all the Spider-Man world stuff with Spider-Man on loan to the MCU for a lot of things. And so I think they're starting to call it like their own Sony's like, I don't want to say Spider-Verse, but Spider Cinematic Universe or something. I don't know. They haven't named it yet because they have a whole hell of a lot of Sony based Spider-Man villains and hero movies coming out down the road.
2: Well, anyway, man, that's just a recent kind of all CGI fight that I, I kind of remember. And at least that one more entertaining. And you can follow what's going on. This one was just strange and seemed rushed and, And apparently this cheetah character is very beloved and hadn't shown up in any other like movies except some of the cartoons. And I feel like just got ruined like the debut or whatever of it. I I don't know. Well,
1: and the nice thing is that people aren't holding Kristen Wiig accountable for it because it wasn't Kristen Wiig's fault. She did the best she could. I thought she did fine as cheetah. I think how cheetah was written how she was brought into the world. I thought the fight scenes, all that stuff were awful and that's no fault of hers.
2: Yeah. And then I guess we can circle back around to this Matt, but the, this is the first movie in uh, what is going to be plenty of movies coming out on streaming and the theater at the same time. And according to Warner brothers, they already greenlit the next wonder woman movie and i don't know exactly why
1: i don't know because the box office has taken a massive massive dive this week or this weekend versus uh opening weekend christmas massive uh something like it dropped something like 80 percent wonder woman's ticket sales
2: yes it it dropped real bad real real bad and it and i know why i mean it wasn't it's not the same caliber as the last Wonder Woman movie, which was excellent. Great movie.
1: And all of us went in into it hoping it was going to be at least that level, maybe a little below, but not what we got. And I think that's why it's reflecting the way it is.
2: Yeah, Matt, do you think this move, though, to do the streaming is going to... I mean, I just don't see how it can't it's it's gonna hurt the theater sales right like it has to i don't
1: know how it's not going to unless the movies they put out are crap and they realize that you know maybe they realize wonder woman 1984 is really bad and they're like we might as well just dump it on the world for everyone or do you think they're going to start doing maybe like what disney does but they claim they're not going to where disney you know you remember disney dumped mulan on disney plus real fast but they gave an upcharge of what twenty bucks or thirty bucks to rent it, something like that.
2: I believe it was twenty bucks until a certain amount of time elapsed, and then I think in December, if you still wanted to watch it, I think now if you wanted to watch it, you can watch it on Disney Plus without any extra cost.
1: Right? Yeah, it is. It is not costing anything now. But I'm I'm wondering if they're going to do something like that. But again, if the movies that they're going to be releasing here in this next year are terrible, maybe it's a way of them. Being able to get them out and drive subscribers to HBO Max without investing and putting in theaters—I don't know. I that might be a stretch.
2: I'm I'm just I'm not sure what's going to happen. I mean, I it's kind of neat for for people that they could you know you can have the opportunity to watch a movie the same day it came out in the theaters to watch it at home, but at the same time you could be being robbed of a more I don't know, engrossing experience, like, if we're at home, you know, you can pause it, you can, there's interruptions, you know, your kid could be crying, I mean, I guess that could be happening in the theater too, but there, just, I don't know, I just feel like we're losing something, and I I don't know if the theaters are going to make it, man, it's it is not looking good, like, honestly, think things aren't really going to get back to normal until maybe 2022 and and even that normal might not be what the old normal was
1: yeah well i don't want to talk too much about the COVID stuff because we we've done a lot fairly recently but it's hard not to i mean here we are almost a year in still talking about it still affecting our daily lives still people dying all that shit you know it's just this new normal of staying home and locked up is just it's not a whole lot of fun I don't know, Mike. I I hate to see theaters eat shit, but it's kind of what's happening and it sucks. It sucks real bad. We've been talking about it all year. Are the theaters going to make it? Are people going to go back? When they started opening up, up, people didn't go back. Wonder Woman brought a lot of people back. You know, Tenet was supposed to bring a lot of people back and it I don't think it's bringing back the numbers the studios want to see.
2: I only think at this point, like, a uh, MCU movie might be able to bring the numbers to the level that people would like. Um, even then, it'll still be muted. Like, like, if they release Black Widow tomorrow in theaters, I think it would drive quite a bit. It would have the biggest two-day um, numbers. But I still think because the amount of screens that can even show movies, it's like, I think... of the screens are closed or something. So it's not like, it's a very muted, like what could be even shown, you know? And then of those 60% of screens, what, whatever the region has for COVID regulations, like maybe they can only fill the house to like 40%, 45%. So it's like, there's no way that they could be successful the way that they were before in the first week or two. But I think a movie like a huge blockbuster type movie like that could bring the people out. But I don't know. I don't know.
1: Time will tell. Only time will tell, Mike. Maybe another Star Wars movie.
2: A, a Star Wars movie could do it, man. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And You had to throw that little there. I saw your little eyebrow. Only if,
1: it, only if it's a good Star Wars movie. None of the crap we've been dealt recently. But make it a Mandalorian movie. There we go
2: all right all right or what if they just had a mandalorian marathon at the theater like all like season one boom
1: i'd sign up for it i'll go i'll catch the vid for it it'd be worth dying mandalorian's that good
2: (laughs) wow all right john favreau if you're listening
1: (laughs) i love you john (laughs) all right mike so i think we're petering out and we're definitely way off topic but not off topic cuz it is very valid especially since this is the really kind of the big first one i mean you know there's movies that are supposed to that were supposed to come out in the theaters that have been released on streaming all year but this is the first free one with a service you already pay for
2: yeah it's it's cha- yeah service you pay for and it's at the same time that it came out at the theater so like there's i think some of those other ones that were released you could do video on demand they were like rentals like the windowing stuff that we talked about before was somewhat intact. This time it's like they shattered the window. There is no window. You can watch it at the same time.
1: And you can't really compare it because I know what people are going to say. You can't really compare it to Netflix because Netflix, they know what they are. They know they're not going to put movies in the theater unless they want to win awards with it. And so that's how they film and make their money and do their movies they know it's not a theater movie so warner brothers going the other way i don't know i don't know man i don't know only time will tell but yeah i don't i don't know i hope i hope i don't think theaters will ever go completely away i just don't think it'll be like how it's been it might become very niche or expensive
2: that's that's what i'm worried about man i'm worried about you know you have to go to the the like specialty theater because that's the only theater, and like they, it, they just stop becoming commonplace. I, I, that's what I'm right. And
1: about. instead of it being like hell, even ten or twelve dollars to go see a movie it will be twenty five dollars a person.
2: It, it it could come to that, and it, it kind of looks like things are going that way. Especially after all the theaters did all these upgrades just recently in this last, I'd say in the last five years or so, a lot of theaters spent a ton of money upgrading to like the reclining seats and and just trying to make things even nicer to get more people to come out and now they're just gonna be left with all these loans and no way to pay them.
1: Anyways, I don't wanna I don't know. It's so sad to talk about, but it's it's a fact. It's what's coming most likely. So all right, Mike. Okay, real time.
2: Oh yes. Um man. I'm gonna give this one two and a half reels, Matt.
1: Wow, Mike. Wow. You are being very kind today, sir. Very, very kind. Two and a half.
2: Wow. What did you give it, Matt? One? No. Like I
1: said, I the acting was fine, and I liked the action sequences for the most part.
2: I give it a two. Wow. This is a strange day. This is a strange day. Take note, people. Episode 202. Matt was harsher than Mike.
1: Hey, I've done it before. I've done it before, Mike. Multiple times. I think maybe this is my new leaf turning over a new leaf for 2021 i'm gonna be the mean one you're gonna be the nice one
2: okay well we'll see what happens man i don't know if i can hold the hold up to that but i i'll try
1: okay mike so i picked our movie for next week i'm excited about this one have you watched the trailer on this one yet michael
2: oh yeah man it looks like it how it looks like a roller coaster of emotions, but uh, it looks awesome, Matt. I think this one's going to be really cool. And 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 uh, wh- what streaming service is this on? This is an Amazon Prime original. So
1: basically what happened, someone else probably made it and they bought it. It stars an actor that uh, I really like. I think his acting is really awesome, but as a person, he's kind of a hot mess. Uh, Riz Ahmed, do you... Do you
2: know Riz Ahmed, Mike? He's uh, one of the comedian guys, right? Is, that, is he one of the comedian guys? I think so. He's a... Stand-up? British-Pakistani
1: actor, rapper, and activist.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, then maybe that's not who I was thinking of.
1: He's been in uh, Nightcrawler, and he was in Rogue One. He was also in The Sisters Brothers. He was in uh, Girls, the TV show. He's been in a bunch of stuff, but he's all the roles I've seen him do in acting, I've really liked. But his activism and his rapping and his weirdness outside in the real world, I'm not a huge fan of. But I think he's a phenomenal actor. He plays the lead in the Amazon original Sound of Metal. And it just came out in December, even though it says it was... 2019. It came out in December 4th of 2020. So this is a very fairly new one. Uh go ahead and watch it with us. I believe it's probably going to be up for Academy Awards.
3: Man,
2: awesome. Awesome. It, man, it looks really interesting. Um it it seems like it's about a uh well I mean it is about a a drummer in a band who starts losing his hearing and what that does to him. Like, man, talk about losing your identity.
1: Right. It's his passion. It's his livelihood. It's how he exists. And he loses his hearing. And he goes to a school to try and cope and deal with what his new life is going to be. And so uh, I'm excited. I think it looks good. I think it looks really, really good. And, uh, I think it'll be, uh, it I think it'll be a surprise, you know, like, uh, a bunch of Amazon movies we've watched this year so far, they've all been pretty good surprises. You know, one of your picks vast of night.
2: Oh man. I really enjoyed that movie, man. It, it was kind of creepy at the end. Oh, I, I just, that movie was fun. Uh, to me, I, I really liked watching that one.
1: I think vast of night might be up for some awards too. I don't know. It is it is the start of award season. Screeners are starting to be mailed out. So
2: Oh yeah. Uh yeah, I mean, are they going to have a Zoom Oscars? Who knows. What did they do last year? They did something like that. I don't remember. No, Matt, well well cuz no, cuz didn't did the Oscars happen right before? It really hit hard? Before it hit hard, but it was starting to hit. And they did
1: something. They did a more social distanced No. You know what it was is uh, it was the second time they did no hosting again.
2: That's what they did. Yeah. yeah. Cuz it's in February usually, right? Yeah. It's
1: February yeah. Or February or March, something like that.
2: Yeah, and, and and things really got bad here in March. I mean, for for whatever reason, the date that stands out in my mind is March 17th, but um I feel like they just really didn't want people out socializing for St. Patrick's Day.
1: Well, they just don't like
2: the Irish, Mike. Never have. <laughs>
1: fyi listeners mike is irish (laughs) (laughs) all right mike well uh i don't know if i got anything else i think we've done quite a long podcast we're definitely making up for not having one last week but a lot of our topics were you know a lot of the same topics we keep talking about and everyone keeps talking about the end of theaters covid i don't know we'll try and be more on topic but it's hard it's hard you know, it's what everybody's talking about. I mean, that's what they talk about at work all the time. That's, you know, it affects my work every day. It affects everyone's work every day. Everybody's daily life. It's,
2: I don't know. Yeah. I just, I I miss the event of going out to the theater. Um, I guess I miss a lot of the events and stuff that we used to have. So, but that was one of my f- favorite things to do is go out and w- watch a movie at the theater and just enjoy that, that two hours or so in uh surrounded in this you know completely encapsulating whatever movie it was and then uh yeah so i'm i don't know it doesn't look good it doesn't look good for the theater chains do you know what i don't miss though mike the people on their phone close pants <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah uh, okay all right i get you i love that i can go
1: through multiple days without ever having to put pants on it's amazing
2: that's true that's true you, i mean you don't even have to shower or anything i mean the hygiene stuff like doesn't matter hey hey Haircuts, hey, hey, hey hey whatever let's not get
1: crazy here i still shower i just don't wear pants
2: i mean you could shower every other week it's fine
1: the couch might get a little smelly
2: though. Hey, I mean whatever. <laughs> whatever. All right, Mike. You're fading hard. <laughs> does does uh does uh Alexa Matt does Alexa have uh smell sensors? You'd be like, Alexa, is my couch smell bad?
1: No, but uh she can order me for breeze to be delivered.
2: Oh, okay, all right, all right. So Okay. That's it. That's all I got. That's all you I, got? I'm, That's how you're gonna yeah, end the yeah. podcast? no no uh i'm going to end it by uh thanks for listening everybody and uh no you no know.
1: you're forgetting no we're gonna have to rewind do your whole spiel mike do your whole spiel
2: ready okay ready set what what you mean go out and catch as many movies as you can that's but part you can't of it. catch you, you, you can't go out and catch them you have to go out and stream them now and you can't go out you have to go inside and stream them and you can't go outside so go stream as many movies as you can
1: i like it that's a new one but no damn it mike you you're forgetting your whole thing you're like you know don't forget the socials follow us on the tweeters and the snapdicks and send you shitty selfies at mike at realfilmnerds.com i mean come on okay okay here we'll attempt attempt number three ready ready set
2: go okay everybody uh thanks for listening and make sure to follow us on the twitter and facebook's instagrams all the socials and i i normally say go out and catch as many movies as you can but that's not really a thing these days so i i'm gonna say go out and don't go out go in and stream as many movies as you can uh yeah and uh thanks again for listening uh and then make sure to email me uh shitty selfies on thursdays thanks
0: Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go
3: out and catch a movie. Good morning, Matthew Henshaw from The Real Film Nerds podcast. How you doing? Happy New Year, Miss
0: Lisa Magic Live and Local. I got it in the wrong order.
3: (laughs) Hey, it works for me. I just read off my caller ID. I'm just showing off. That's all.
0: I was gonna say that new Christmas gift is still working well. I guess.
3: Man, it's the gift that keeps on giving. How you doing, Matt? Happy New Year!
0: Happy New Year to you too, Lisa. Thank you. I'm doing okay.
3: Just okay, still, huh? What's it gonna take, Matt?
0: That's a good question. The <laughs> uh, movie movie theaters going back to normal. That'll like, do not it. The chaos that it is. Right there, you go. How's right. that?
3: Yes, we're still dealing with a lot of chaos, but we're able to watch our movies at home, which has been a godsend. I don't know what we all would be doing if we didn't have movies and sports.
0: That's one thing we should be thankful for is that the Internet and movies and sports, because imagine if this would have happened in like the 90s, oh, we would have really been in trouble.
3: Big, big trouble. So tell me, yeah, catch a lot of movies during the break?
0: I've watched a handful. Yeah, yeah a yeah. handful. Not a, not a ton, not but, a ton. Enough. Okay. you know, doing holiday things, you know.
3: I know. I know the things you got to do during the holidays. Well, what are we going to talk about this morning?
0: You didn't, you didn't watch it, Lisa? You already forgot? I know it's I been forgot. a while. So. <laughs>
3: it's been two weeks. What What were we going to watch?
0: It came out on Christmas Day, Wonder Woman 1984.
3: Oh, yes, yes. Well, I, I knew that movie came out. I knew I wasn't going to watch it. But I'm so glad that you did. Tell me. What did you think?
0: You made a wise choice not to watch it. Is
3: that right? Disappointing?
0: Extremely disappointing. Oh,
3: no, because the first one was so good, right?
0: Right. Yeah. And it's the exact same... Mostly the exact same cast, mostly the exact same writing staff and director and everything. And this second one was uh, really not good. And that's mm. putting it nice.
3: Wow. How many reels are you going to give it? I'm scared to ask.
0: I, I give it two out of five. Two
3: out of five. I don't know if you've ever given a new movie two before. Uh,
0: I have. I've given one that actually was below a two. Oh. It's been a little while, but uh, uh was Mortal Engines.
3: Oh, yeah. Okay. Very good. So you're given this one a two. Tell me why it fell short.
0: Well, everything for the most part in the film is good. The acting is good. The directing is fine. The action sequences are actually very, very good. And that's why it only has the two. But um, the plot, the story is atrocious. Oh, it's no. absolutely awful.
3: Well, it was set back in the 80s, right?
0: Yeah. It's supposed to be 1984. But how yeah. they bring back Chris Pines, Chris Pine's character... What they did with Paper Girl Pascal's villain, um, the final battle with Kristen Wiggs Cheetah versus Wonder Woman, all of that was just really bad. Oh, really bad. Oh,
3: man. Okay. All right. Well, that's not a good way to start off the new year.
0: No, it's not.
3: It's not. Hey, I can recommend a movie for you that I watched during the break. Okay. My Octopus Teacher on Netflix. Have you seen it?
0: My Octopus Teacher. I've never even heard about okay.
3: it. Okay. All right. Promise me. Pinky Promise. Bestie. Maddie. That you'll watch My oh, Octopus wow. Teacher over this next week and everybody else as well. You will thank me later. It's okay. it's a documentary about this uh, deep diver that actually has a relationship with an octopus. It is a real-life <laughs> movie, and it will make you cry, and it's definitely something special. I give it five out of five reels. Five out of five? Five wow. out of five. Okay. Okay. So good that I have have watched it. I've watched it twice. And you know me, I never watch movies twice. I'm one and done always.
0: You're lucky if, I'm lucky if you watch it once.
3: (laughs) That's what I have you here for, Matt. If I watch them all, I could just Uh, tell people what I think, and uh, nobody cares, so.
0: Oh, it's okay. Nobody cares about what I think either, so it's fine.
3: (laughs) I care. I care. Every single Monday. It's a fact.
0: I have heard about My Octopus Teacher. I just need to sit down and watch it. I heard it is really good, really good. Yeah,
3: it is terrific. It's a really great film. You guys, check out Matt's podcast. It's called... The real film nerd. You can get it on every podcast platform there is, right, Matt?
0: Yes. All but right. You have to do me a favor and watch my movie for next week.
3: Okay. All right. You're not done yet. What do you, you? What are we watching? You might like
0: it. I'll be quick. I'll be okay. quick. It's on Amazon. It's called The Sound of Metal.
3: The Sound of Metal. Hmm. What's it about?
0: It stars. It stars <laughs> Riz Ahmed. It is a heavy metal drummer's life is thrown into freefall when he begins to lose his hearing.
3: Oh, man, that's my biggest nightmare. One of them. I have several. All right, I'll watch it. I'll pinky promise, and we will have a great conversation next Monday on what station?
0: The one, the only, Magic 99.1.
3: You nailed it.